0: In this episode, I've made a list of 10 things that we often feel like we have to do as photographers, but it turns out we don't. And maybe some of this stuff can apply to other types of artists and creatives in other fields as well. Hey, I'm Will Malone, and this is Will of the Future, the podcast where I look to what's next in the world of photography and creativity. Okay, let's get started. Number one, you don't have to follow trends or attempt algorithm tricks. There's really no creativity in trends, which is obviously a problem since it makes social media all feel predictable and boring. It doesn't tell a story. It just means that you're motivated by this desire to go viral. The desire to get views often overshadows any other work that needs to get done and deprioritizes all of it. Getting views or traffic may be useful in the short term, but if you're in this for the long term, this strategy of chasing views totally collapses. Basically, if the motivation is views and attention, and going viral, then you're more subject to changes in how these platforms work more than anything. After a few months, you can kind of forget what you're doing and why you're doing it in the first place. Those who will follow trends will most likely always burn out too, or or just fade away after a while. But in the short term, it feels really good. Number two, you don't have to appeal to everyone. If I look at the top 100 podcasts or top 100 YouTube videos, it's usually stuff I personally would never be interested in or watching or listening to. I have my own tastes and the expectation that we should all be pursuing a Joe Rogan level of ceilingless growth is kind of insane and unreasonable. Not only are we not all able to do that, but not all of us have the taste that can reach those heights. Maybe we're into some weird subgenre of photography that can only maybe reach 5 to 10,000 followers. We need to pay attention to what our tastes are and just be okay with the fact that they may not match most people's. Number three, using all social media platforms all the time. The demands of being active on all social media is basically a full-time job. Pick focusing on the one that fits you best. Your content isn't going to be good if you aren't feeling it. There's plenty of successful people that don't post regularly everywhere, and that's just because they're spending more time focusing on the work itself. In fact, maybe it's better to focus on the work itself anyway rather than posting stuff all the time. Now, I talk a lot, so I don't understand this part, but apparently people don't listen as much to those that talk a lot and say a lot. You know, they they muddy the water with all their words. I wouldn't know anything about that. But uh, a quiet person's words tend to have far more impact just because what they say has more value because there's less things. So, I don't know. So posting all the time may not always be the move number four we don't have to chase perfection because there's no such thing as perfection perfect comes from comparison maybe you see what other people are doing and you see it as some sort of definition of perfect and you won't be happy until you reach that level but then you end up being really hard on yourself because you're never really able to attain your self-imposed definition of perfection and that's kind of what it usually comes down to a sort of ingratitude or dissatisfaction with what is The quest for perfection is very different from the desire to just be better. The desire to be better is attainable. And even if we don't know it, we are getting better every single day. The quest for perfection, though, is like a chase for Bigfoot. Perfection doesn't exist. And truthfully, no one really wants to look at a perfect image anyway. We want to relate to other humans and see flaws because everyone has flaws. And that's just life. Number five. You don't have to specialize. Specializing is great for a certain segment of photographers, but most photographers will shoot a general selection of stuff, and that's fine. Those photographers probably will end up being more well-rounded and have more technical skills than those who focus on only one thing. The key is to just get really good at being who you are. And every time I try to focus too heavily on portrait photography, maybe I start craving some landscape photography it's okay to be well-rounded and do different things. My tastes around what I shoot change with the seasons. And a good photographer is curious more than anything, so it's possible to be curious about a whole range of things. Number six, you don't have to shoot a photo every day. And this is coming from a guy who's done nine 365 projects now, but shooting a photo every day will make you kind of crazy. And I'll probably never do one again. It's just not always the best way to work. And sometimes It is helpful to go out even if you don't feel like it, but after doing it day in and day out, you can really start to get burned out over it. I love photography more than anything, but I'd rather do it fresh instead of it feeling forced. Out of a daily photo project, you may have 100 photos or less that you're actually happy with, and that's just because we aren't machines. I've always been driven by this desire to be a machine, but my best photos usually come after a long break of photo taking. And now, there is a benefit to practicing every day for sure, but the need to get a photo posted every day isn't necessarily the healthiest way to live. And also, letting images breathe is always a good thing. Number seven, you don't have to make money doing what you love. And again, this is weird coming from me, but since social media became a thing, I feel like everyone acts like they need a side hustle of some kind. And you don't. It's allowed for you to just do things for enjoyment rather than having to justify it to people. I grew up feeling the need to justify everything to everyone for whatever reason, but it's great to spend money on doing something you love without it having to pay you back. And maybe I just want to travel somewhere and just take photos I want to take. Great. Money ruins everything. And we are allowed to have fun and we don't have to explain ourselves all the time or make it some sort of investment opportunity. Number eight. You don't have to take criticism from everyone you know maybe you shot a series of photos but your family or friends think it's weird boy do we love to hear that we can't take in criticism from everyone but for some reason we think everyone we know is entitled to give us an opinion about our work and they aren't make what you make and only care about the opinions of those around you who will only have valuable feedback i only have a couple people i go to who really understand what i'm doing and will give me good feedback i love being told ways i need to improve it makes me better at what i do but not everyone has the right to offer that opening myself up to the opinions of people who have no idea what they're talking about is just it's kind of it's masochism and that goes for family or friends or people in comment sections have a good circle of people around where you all want to help each other grow and don't take notes outside of that number nine you don't have to be super invested in the photo world in fact Photographers are observers of the world, so maybe it's better for the work itself that you don't live in the photo-specific world constantly. It's great to have a community of those you trust, but that's a quality game, not quantity. I used to work in a print shop where I interacted with photographers all the time, and they all had the same set of photo-related insecurities because they hung out with other photographers who imposed a set of photography rules on them. There are no rules, but if you're part of a community, of people like photographers, rules for how you need to do things get made up all the time. So when you don't steep yourself in the photography world, you don't absorb those rules. So you're more free creatively. Again, it's great to have friends who have similar interests, but if that's the bubble you live in exclusively, it's going to limit the work you put out. Number 10, this one is more true than ever. You don't need to buy expensive gear to take great photos. In fact, as time goes on, cheaper gear goes a lot farther. Somehow my photography gear has gotten smaller and cheaper as time goes on because I now have a deeper understanding of what I actually need and what ends up being total overkill. My best photos come from the cameras that aren't a distraction because they're just more simple and have limited features. Less is more. Now we could get more specific in this list for sure. Like, you know... You don't have to shoot raw or you don't have to shoot with your lens wide open or when you shoot film, you don't have to just shoot 90s cars and gas stations. But I feel like there are larger pressures in the modern day photography world that take up a lot of space in our brains that really affect the work more than anything. The other stuff is just menial details that don't really matter in the long run. I see people arguing about whether it's crazy to shoot JPEGs or Nikon or whatever, and that stuff can be fun, nerd stuff for a moment, but I'm more interested in larger concepts around this art form that I just love so much. Photography opened up my entire way of thinking about creativity and changed how I see the world, and I'm immensely grateful for it. I just try to keep it all in perspective. In this week's recommendations... I want to recommend a book titled Traffic by Ben Smith. It's kind of depressing, but it's a great history of the age of new media we've lived in from around, you know, early 2000s to now. Ben Smith used to work for BuzzFeed, and this is basically their story about their rise and, you know, fall, which happened kind of recently. BuzzFeed and Gawker and publications like it were all built on this addiction to traffic, and basically the goal was to tailor content that piqued all of our most lizard brain curiosities. Gawker grew by Posting sex tapes, BuzzFeed grew with quizzes like, what Disney character are you? And and more things like that. At the end of the day, it's all just kind of junk and wasn't really built to last. BuzzFeed specifically relied so heavily on Facebook driving traffic to their site that once Facebook changed the algorithm, it really threatened to devastate their entire business. And the blogging era was kind of where I come from on the internet. The blog style of the early 2000s is what has informed my writing and everything I do to now. I remember when a lot of the events and traffic happened because I was pretty deep in all that stuff at a pretty young age. I remember this excitement about everything. You know, a phone that you didn't need a stylus to use, but it was also an internet browser and an iPod. A platform where you could post something and tons of people would see it. Or just the idea of news traveling faster and could be put out and made quicker. It was exciting times. The blog era was just full of all kinds of exciting new innovations and technologies on the internet. But now it's 2023 and all that stuff has reached maturity and maybe a lot of the stuff we were excited about ended up being not so great for society. The problem, with a quest for a following, or numbers, is that it drives a sort of nihilism, which causes them to create content, not because they believe in it, but because they believe it will get traffic. And that ends up getting pretty gross. Billy doesn't care about anything. He's a nihilist. Oh, that must be exhausting. Okay, so that's it. Thanks for listening and watching. Uh, Let me know what you thought of this episode see you next week. If you like what we're doing here, go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram at Will Malone, Twitter at Will Malone 365, and you can check out my website over at willmalone.com. Oh, doing the headphones. I didn't even, dang it. Should I leave the headphones on? I'm gonna leave the headphones on, okay.